You're listening to The Living Word with Danny Hodges of Calvary Chapel Fellowship in St. Pete. Conscience is going to be defiled. Oh, I got so many verses. I'll just read you a couple. Romans 13, 5. Therefore, it's necessary to submit to the authorities, not only because of possible punishment, but also because of conscience. If I'm a true child of God and I cheat on my taxes, it will bother me. Okay? It will bother me because I'm a true child of God. If I cheat on my wife, it'll bother me. If I have hidden sin in my life and I'm a true child of God, it'll bother me. It'll defile my conscience can't go on. God desires for us to be people of integrity. You can get away with a lot of things without anyone else ever knowing. But as Pastor Danny points out in his message today, God knows all of it and it breaks his heart. You'll feel a weight of guilt for abusing the limitless grace that he offers. God doesn't subject us to this conviction out of a desire to punish us. It's all done out of a profound love and a gracious desire to refine us and form us into a better reflection of his perfect righteousness. Now here's Pastor Danny in the book of 1 John chapter 3 with today's edition of The Living Word. I'm so happy though. He he says, don't have anything to do with foolish and stupid arguments. You know, I'm so happy I've grown in that area. I used to argue about the stupidest things with my wife. I used to get, I mean, we, our first real spat I think we ever had was because I was so, I was so annoyed that she would leave glasses full of ice on the coasters, you know? And the cork on the coasters would end up, you know, the, the water would get in there and they would prematurely, you know, uh, we'd have to go buy more. And she's the one that bought, went and bought the things anyway. But, and finally, you know, I was just keeping it in, keeping it in, keeping it in. And one day, one day I said, why do you leave the glasses on there? Look what it's doing to the thing. It was stupid. Now, you know what? I just, we just go buy new coasters. <laughs> I care more for my wife than I do to stupid coasters. They don't cost that much anyway. Just let her do it. Just go ahead, you know. She leaves. Uh, well, let me tell you all the faults about my wife. <laughs> let me just air some things here. Let me just vent. When she does use the sink, you know, usually the dishwasher, when she does use the sink, she'll, she'll wash the dishes and then leave the dirty water in there. Just leave it in there for days. Sometimes. <laughs> for, well, f- for hours anyway. The truth. I, I used to get so upset with my kids, you know. My stepdad, every time he'd come home when I was young, I remember my stepdad coming home, and he'd be grumbling, and he'd be talking, and he'd be angry. He'd be walking through the house. You know what he's doing? He's going in all the rooms and turning the lights out. Why do you leave the lights on? By the way, if you're a staff member here, I walk by your office and the light's on. It still bothers me. But, <laughs> but, but, but you know what I found myself early on when the kids were young? The kids were young. And still today, still today, uh, they'll leave and I'll be like, they're gone. They, they went in the bathroom and they left the light on the bathroom. They left the light on in the bedroom. And I used to be like, Aah! now I'm just like, let's go turn it off. It's like, but it's like the coasters. You got to pick your fights, pick your battles. And some things are just stupid to argue about. But you listen to kids. You listen to kids, the things they'll argue about. If you want to see a grown-up act like a kid, watch the TV news talk shows. And see them talking over one another, just like grown kids. 
I said, I don't know why you got me off on all that. But uh, <laughs> purity of life. Here's, before we go on to the last point, purity of life. Jesus said, blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. We have to realize purity of life is linked with purity of heart. If my heart's not right, I'm not going to be cooperating with God and letting him continue to purify my life if my heart's not right. Proverbs 4.23, above all else, guard your heart, for it's the wellspring of life. That's exactly what Jesus said. Let me read you from Matthew chapter 15. Matthew 15, uh, verse 18. But the things that come out of the mouth come from the heart, and these make a man unclean, impure. For out of the heart come evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false testimony, slander. These are what make a man unclean. Amazing truth. The condition of my heart determines the purity of my life. Now, last, last point, and it's a very important one. Back in 1 John, verse 4. Everyone who sins breaks the law. In fact, sin is lawlessness. But you know that he appeared so that he might take away our sins. And in him is no sin. No one who lives in him keeps on sinning. It's not talking about sinless perfection. It's a lifestyle. No one who continues to sin has either seen him or known him. Dear children, don't let anyone lead you astray. He who does what is right is righteous, just as he is righteous. He who does what is sinful is of the devil. Pretty clear. Because the devil has been sinning from the beginning. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the devil's work. No one who is born of God will continue to sin because God's seed remains in him. He cannot go on sinning because he's been born of God. This is how we know who the children of God are and who the children of the devil are. Anyone who does not do what is right is not a child of God, nor is anyone who does not love his brother. And next week he'll continue on with the love of your brother. But here's the four surefire evidence. Put it like this. There's an inability to continue to live in sin. It's not sinless perfection, but you can't keep on because two things are going to happen, at least one of two things. Your conscience is going to be defiled. Oh, I got so many verses. I'll just read you a couple. Romans 13, 5. Therefore, it's necessary to submit to the authorities, not only because of possible punishment, but also because of conscience. If I'm a true child of God and I cheat on my taxes, it will bother me. Okay? It will bother me because I'm a true child of God. If I cheat on my wife... It'll bother me. If I have hidden sin in my life and I'm a true child of God, it'll bother me. It'll defile my conscience. Can't go on without it affecting my conscience. Peter, when he denied uh, the Lord the third time and he's cursing as he does it, and then the cock crows. One gospel writer said that that moment Jesus turned and eyeball to eyeball looked right at Peter. You know what the Bible says Peter did after that? He went outside and he wept bitterly. Why? Because he's a true child of God, and he could not live with that failure, and he repented. He had godly sorrow that brought about real change as a result of that failure. David, after his sin with Bathsheba and the subsequent sins, he writes uh, this psalm, wash away all my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin, for I know my transgressions and my sin is always before me. It dogged him every day. Every day against you, 
You only have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight. That's an amazing statement because he sinned against Bathsheba. He sinned against Bathsheba's husband. He sinned against her whole family. He sinned against his own family. He sinned against the nation of Israel because he was the king. But he said, ultimately, what it comes down to is my relationship with you. I sinned against you. That's why Joseph in Egypt, 17-year-old young man that had been wronged so by his brothers and a woman throwing herself at him every day, nine out of ten men might go, Joe. Man, I've been looking for that kind of situation all my life. But Joseph resisted repeatedly and ended up running from her and escaping her clutches and her attempted seducing him. He said before he ran, how can I do this thing and sin against God? That's ultimately what comes down to the true child of God. True child of God, when they do sin, can't live with it. Can't live with it. Conviction. Now, if you're like David... And you let it linger, you let it go, you keep it hidden. Here's the second thing that happens. You still have the conviction, all right? But now there's correction. Listen to what he wrote in Psalm 32. When I kept silent, just let it linger, kept it hidden. My bones wasted away through my groaning all day long. For day and night, your hand was heavy upon me. You're a true child of God. You you can't go on with it, you'll be convicted. And if you still go on with it, you go to the woodshed. You go to our heavenly father's woodshed. My strength was sapped as in the heat of summer. Then I acknowledged my sin to you and did not cover up my iniquity. I said, I'll confess my transgressions to the Lord. And I love the way it ends. And you forgave the guilt of my sin. What an awful thing to be a child of God and keep sin hidden. I'm absolutely certain in my spirit, God's talking very personally to some people here today. Don't go another day. The things I've seen over 30 years of ministry where somebody has kept the pornography hidden, 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 and and then ultimately it destroyed them, destroyed their family, destroyed their relationship uh, with their wife or, you know, with their, with whoever. And that's what it's going to do. The devil's come to rob, to kill, and to destroy. Don't let him do that to you. Don't let him do that to you. You need to find someone who's mature. And if you don't have somebody in your life, another mature believer, you can trust our prayer team. I'm, I'm telling you, you can trust them. And if you need to confess something today, James says confess your faults to one another. And listen, you're serious about it. Confess it to the Lord, but then find another mature brother or sister. If you're a guy, I encourage you to go to a guy. If you're a lady, I'd encourage you to go to a lady. And be free of it. Be free of it. Thanks for joining us today to study the book of 1 John. There's so much to learn, so we hope that you'll keep coming back to study with Pastor Danny Hodges. You can find more of the messages from this series right now at our website, ccfstpete.church. Just click on Sermons. You'll be directed to our YouTube page, where you can watch a number of teachings from Calvary Chapel Fellowship and subscribe to our channel. Come connect with us on social media as well. You'll find The Living Word on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and be able to jump into the conversations there. 
If you happen to be in the St. Petersburg area, we'd love to meet you. Every message you hear on The Living Word comes from a teaching Pastor Danny has shared at Calvary Chapel Fellowship, and you're invited to join us for our weekly services. Come just as you are for a time of worship, fellowship, and studying the Bible on Saturday at 6 p.m. or Sundays at 9 and 11 a.m. We're excited to welcome you into our family of faith. You'll find directions and more information at our website. Again, that's ccfstpete.church. We also live stream our services. So if you can't make it in person, join us online. You'll find a link at the top of the page at ccfstpete.church. That's all we have time for today. Tune in next time to join Pastor Danny in 1 John right here on The Living Word.